Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Alrighty, we have been doing a fantastic series, and um, only last week, Pastor Mel was talking about personal coach, who was here for that, talking about the Holy Spirit being our personal coach. Fantastic message. If you haven't heard it, you need to podcast it and have a listen. And we've been doing this series called CrossFit. That's a picture of me up there. <laughs> um, yeah, CrossFit. So um, if you don't know anything about CrossFit, the, the reason it's called Cross is because it's across disciplines. So it's a bit of gymnastics, it's a bit of weightlifting, it's a bit of fitness, it's a bit of this, a bit of that across disciplines. So um, we've been talking about what we need to do to keep ourselves spiritually fit so we can maintain, succeed, thrive without um, dropping any part that's essential. So we've been talking about the Holy Spirit last week. We've been talking about Bible burpees the week before that. That was great, the the importance of the Word of God in our lives. And it's been a great series. Uh, Who's been enjoying it? Yeah, I've been enjoying it. And just before we go too much further, Pastor Mel's not here, but if she was, she would say, um, Man and Twang, where are you? Where are you guys? Are you in here? She would really want to welcome you guys and say, Baby Samuel, first time at church, is it? First time? Fantastic. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the church. Beautiful. We love babies. Pastor Mel loves them especially. Usually can't take it off or when she's, you know, whoa, it's time to do something else. Yep. Okay. Today, usually I've got three points when I preach. Today I just got one. Just, I'm just going to bang on about the same thing the whole time. And my, my one point is we all need Sabbath. So you might have heard this sort of old-fashioned Bible word Sabbath. That's what I'm going to preach about the whole time. Shabbat, I think is the correct way to pronounce it in the original language. Sabbath. Um, we all need it. And some things from the Old Testament, that's a, a Hebrew word, so one, some things from the Old Testament, um, when they get to you know, the end of Malachi, the start of Matthew, when they get to this transition between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, some things stop. No need for it anymore because what Jesus did changed everything. Some things stop. So they are in the Old Testament they're fantastic for us to know. They're fantastic to know how Jesus changed things, but they stop. Like, who's glad we don't do animal sacrifice anymore? Bring it in here. <laughs> I'm glad that's stopped. Some things stop. Some things travel through unchanged. The requirement to love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength was in the Old Testament. It's also in the New Testament. Traveled through, didn't change a bit. Paul preached on that in the very first week of this series. But some things travel through and are sustained but transformed. And usually in the New Testament, it's taken away from being an external religious observance and it's transferred into a much higher standard of the conscience of your heart. And that's, a, that's even more of a demand on us. So Sabbath is one of those and I'm going to show you how. And why would it be a discipline that we need in our CrossFit series. Let's start with Exodus chapter 16 and verse 23. He said to them, This is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. A holy Sabbath, a Sabbath to the Lord. 
So the whole concept is the usual daily grind doesn't happen. It's, it's set aside so that the day is separated. It's different. It's a different kind of day. It's kind of consecrated, set aside for God's purposes, set aside to not do the daily grind. It's different. There's contrast. That's the whole point. And if we go down to verse 29 of the same chapter in Exodus, it says, bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. That's why on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Everyone's to stay where they are on the seventh day. No one's to go out. The Lord has given you the Sabbath. The idea of taking a break from routine and having a rest from hard work is a gift from God. It's in the Ten Commandments. It's in the, it's in the you know, you'll do this, you won't do that. It's in there. But it's in there as a gift from God. I'm just going to gift you this. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Seriously. Who doesn't love Kit Kat? Oh, maybe there are some people who don't like it, but I love it. It's not just to ruin our fun and it's not just a regulation. Um, it's actually a gift. And it, what's happening here, a background story, is God's giving instructions. The, the people of Israel have been brought miraculously out of Egypt and then rescued miraculously from the Egyptians. And then miraculously, food is falling out of the sky every day for a million people. Right? Just wrap your head around that for a second. Like quail are flying over and falling to the ground. And they're just easily picking them up, taking them home and cooking them for dinner. Weird substance with what they called, I don't know what it is. That's what manna means. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Kind of bready like substance. It's just appearing on the ground. They're picking it up and taking it home and eating it. So that's wacky already. God's like miraculously providing everything every day. But in addition to that, he's saying, but the rules are, you can't pick up more than one day's worth at a time. If you do, if any extra you try to keep, the next day, it'll be like rotten and gone off and have maggots in it. So it won't be usable anyway. So you get one day's worth at a time. But this is where he says, but, 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 on the sixth day, I'll let you collect double. And miraculously, even though every other day it would rot and spoil, this day it won't. How amazing is God? So, on that day you can do that. So, on Sabbath, on the seventh day, you just don't have to do anything. You don't have to go around and catch a quail. You don't even have to do that. You can just relax. Just chill out, because it's day seven. That's what it's... It's so like God to say, you're not allowed to do anything on that day, but... I've provided for that day. It's so like God to say, I want you to do something that seems impossible to you. You think, there's no way I can do that. I don't have the talent for that. It's so like him to say, I want you to do this, stretch out and do this thing, but I'm going to give you the grace so that you are able to do it. So he creates a gap, then fills the gap. He asks us to do something we're incapable of, and then he gives us the capacity. It's so like God. Anyway, that was a little aside. Just a special one for the people at the back. Um, Some business people are afraid to not be open seven days a week. They're afraid because their competitors are open seven days a week. So they've got to be open seven days a week. Some, Some people I know are scared of not being available for shifts seven days a week. Because then they might not like me and they might not give me more shifts during the week and everything might go crashing down. Um, I worked in a job where... Our store was open seven days, and I was the manager, and I told the boss I refused to work on Sundays. Sorry, I just can't do that. 
you know, I don't mean any, no, nothing harsh. I just can't do that. I won't do that. That's not my life. That's not my lifestyle. So I can't do that. No hard feelings. But if you force me to work on Sunday, I'll have to go and seek another job. And he went, oh, no, we don't want you to do that because, you know, you're a good employee. So don't worry about it. And 10 years went by, nearly 10 years, and over nine, with me being the only person in all his staff who didn't have to work Sundays, and every, all other employees shaking their heads going, how come he gets to be the special exception? But if he had made me work on Sundays, I would have gone and got another job. And I would have been sure that God would have provided one, because it's all good. God looks after you when he has an expectation, or he asks you to do something, he, he gives you the means to do it. So if that's where you're at, you know, being really driven and kind of driving yourself with the daily grind seven days a week because you think you can't afford not to, I want to encourage you that if you set aside some Sabbath, God will provide extra manna and quail for that day, figuratively speaking. It's only really fancy restaurants that serve up manna and quail, right? Quail a l'orange. <coughs> There's water here. Great. Exodus 20, verse 8, starting at verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And then it goes on to talk about six days. What I mean by that is work for six days, then on the seventh. There's a contrast. Busy, busy time, being really productive, and then ah, sit in the banana lounge. It's a contrast, a real contrast. Now, some people sit in the banana lounge seven days a week. I'm not, this message is not for you. I've got a different message for you. <laughs> it might be privately delivered. <clears throat> um, but importantly, it starts with remember. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. In a list of thou shalt not, followed by thou shalt, this is remember. By the way, remember... Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy because it's so easy to let it slip. We get busy. Who knows the, the, the experience of, I got so busy in my life. Has two weeks passed already and I still haven't called dad? You know, like that, that thing of we get so busy in our lives in the churning of the hamster wheel that we sort of we lose track and, oh, wow, it's two Sabbaths I've missed so far. Remember. Remember the Sabbath. I don't... I don't really need to prove this to you, right? I don't need a scientific study to say having a rest, taking some time off is good for you. Is everyone sort of, oh yeah, that's pretty, pretty obvious. You can't cheat it. You can't cheat the system for very long until you burn out. I know, I know people, I know lots of people. I know workaholics who've, you know, ended up with nervous breakdowns and all sorts of tragic, difficult things. And I know people who just constantly sick, you know, like, not, not seriously sick, but just their, their immune system's so low because they just go, 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 and they will not stop because they, they're not sure what will happen if they do stop or they're really ambitious and they want the next rung on the ladder and the next rung on the ladder. And I go, wow, you really need like a holiday, dude, or just a weekend, please. Um, athletes have mandated rest days. You're not allowed to do anything, the coach says. Don't do anything. Don't mow the lawn. Don't do anything because this is your rest day. It's essential for re- recovery of the muscles and the systems in your body. It has to, it's part of your training that you rest. It's an important part of life to rest. It's just as important as the work bit. 
to incorporate it in there. One time I was running a school fete and the Brumbies were coming anyway because they were going to, you know, we had a target thing and we were doing a footy toss and they were going to come and have a go and talk to some people while they were doing the footy toss and take some photos and stuff. And I said to the coach, hey, um, maybe we've also got an orienteering course, two-kilometre course. Maybe one of your guys could run the course and kind of set a benchmark time so others could compete with that time. And he said, oh, no, no, no. I said, why not? He said, well, they all wear a pedometer and when they've done their allocated number of steps for the week, they're not allowed to run anymore. Not only allowed to run down the shop. And I went, ooh, that's extremely scientific. How many is it? <laughs> How many steps? It's just, it's not controversial. It's out there. It's commonplace in the world. Everybody knows. You train, you rest. You train, you rest. You don't just train constantly. Otherwise, you don't develop and things go bad. But we risk forgetting and we need to remember. Um, Exodus 20 verse 11 says something. In six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The Lord blessed the Sabbath. By his example of making the universe in six days and resting on the seventh day, God sort of went, here's how you do it. He, he blessed the whole concept by modelling it. Uh, it's not a human idea. It's a God idea to take a break. Some people might think, Stu, you're just really weak because you need to rest on the weekend. And I say, that's why they call it the weekend. No, I don't. That was a little joke. Nobody got it. That's okay. We'll move on. I don't do it necessarily just because I need to. I do it because I want to as well and because I realise it's important. Could I slave away seven days a week and be even more ambitious? I'm sure I could. I'm not sure if it would get me anywhere, but I could. Is God weak? He had a rest. Oh, Gabriel, I'm exhausted from all this creation. Oh, Lord, perhaps you'd better go and have a lie down. Was God tired? Did he have a Sabbath rest because he was tired? Did he have a Sabbath rest because he was weak? He was neither tired nor weak. He did something he didn't need to do to show us something that's important for all of us to do. And um, it's something very worthwhile. The pattern that's demonstrated is a regular recurring rest, recreation, being with people and being with God. And it's demonstrated at a ratio of six to one. So that might look like working really, really hard for six hours in a day and then taking an hour to, for me, go to the gym. You might hate the gym. In that case, it's not your one hour. It's someone else's one hour. Your one hour might be to do some knitting. I don't know. But whatever it is that you know, re refuels you and recharges you because it's relaxing for you, the ratio of six to one. Six days to one day, six hours to one hour, whatever, about that ratio. We're not talking about legalism here. This is not a legalistic church. We're not all sort of snarky and bound up about the rules. That's not how we flow at C3 Church. We're more interested in the spirit of the law. What is it trying to achieve? What is it, how is it good for us and what are we trying to do here? The principle is a ratio of work to rest. Isaiah 58, well, this is just like a guided tour of the Bible, isn't it? Isaiah 58, verse 13. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, 
if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honourable, and if you honour it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, oh, sorry guys, (laughs) I didn't tell you the next verse, but can you go just straight to the next verse? Because that's an unfinished idea. Then something will happen, something incredible. While they're doing that. (laughs) All right. This is introducing the idea. Sabbath is not just for us to just for us to get our jollies either. Then you'll find your joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. So, not just getting our jollies, not just taking a rest from working and let the seventh day completely revolve around yourself. It's not like 12 hours of straight entertainment and then crash in bed, ignoring everybody. It's not quite that. It definitely includes some God time. It definitely includes some relationship with him, some turning down other options so that you could go to church or so you could go to your life group or it definitely includes that idea. And it's not the day that you relax your moral standards either and go, well, today anything goes, baby. No, it's, that's not what Sabbath is. When we do it right, apparently God's going to cause us to ride on the high places of the earth. Elevation and promotion at your workplace do not rely on you working even harder. I'm telling you, in one church service, the Holy Spirit can give you an idea. Just drop it into your mind that will make work easier for three weeks. Make everything easier. Unlock a certain, oh yeah, if I just do that that way. In worship, this has happened to me. In church. Oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I should write that down. I get all nervous. That's such a good idea, I'm going to forget it. Do I need to write it down? (laughs) In one hour of devotions at home with some prayer and some Bible, you know, the Holy Spirit can give you the perfect words to speak to a business partner or a client about something that you're going through. Definitely. Sometimes kingdom thinking seems a bit back to front, doesn't it? You mean I get ahead, Stu, by working less? Maybe, especially if you're working too much. Jeremiah 17, verse 21. Oh, it comes up over here too. This is what the Lord says, be careful not to carry a load on the Sabbath day or bring it through the gates of Jerusalem. That's the gates of Jerusalem just back there. If you have cares and concerns and worries, if you're heavy laden, you're weighed down by stuff, by life, it should be sitting across your shoulders so that when you hit the doorway there, it goes, I can't get in with this thing on my, and you leave it back there and come in to worship like this is supposed to be a place of refuge this is supposed to be a place where you let stuff drop to the floor and go I'm just here to focus on you God and when you do he starts to sort out some of that stuff that you left behind outside the door and when you go back out to pick it back up it's not as heavy Every worship leader will encourage you at the start of a worship session. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're just really going to focus on God. And I want you to just try and set aside all the stuff that you've been thinking about and all the. There's a reason they do that because that's the idea. That's the idea of Sabbath is don't carry a load. Don't carry a load. So it could be, you know, some worship and then some downtime with friends, maybe an afternoon nap. I know we've got one planned. Um, a good book or a movie. You know, it's it's that kind of a 
feel to the day. Definitely not, I'm so stressed, I'm so, you know, I'm, if you come to a worship service and you're just like that, just like you've been all week, wow, that didn't work. You know, that's not the idea. Come and get free and focus on God and let it do the job for you. Awesome. Um, all right, we'll just go to the New Testament because who's nervous that we've spent all our time in the Old Testament? Anyone? No? No? Oh, wow, you guys are really relaxed. Um, anyone know that good theology should, be, could, should show up in both the Old and New Testament? Shouldn't build a theology on something that's just in the Old Testament? Anyway, I'm boring you. Matthew 12, verse 8 to 13. Matthew 12. And it's coming. Jesus is doing a lengthy challenge with the Pharisees. You've seen him do this before. Like he really hated when they just didn't get the point and he really went them about it. This is how he starts. The Son of Man, he's talking about himself. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. I'm in charge of the Sabbath. I'm the boss of the Sabbath. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. And a man with a shriveled hand was there looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus. So they're really just following along with him, watching everything he does to try and find him. Ah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And so that's what's happening. So he goes along the synagogue and they come along with him looking for something to catch him out. And they said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Tell us, Jesus, tell us. And he said to them, if someone has a sheep, right, one of you, you've all got sheep, one of you got your sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, are you just going to leave it there? Oh, well. And just let it die in the pit? Or are you going to pull it out? He's, He's pointing out how ridiculous they are. He's pointing out, no, no, no. I get that you want black and white letter law that you stick to like glue, no matter, even when it doesn't make sense anymore. But, but what about the spirit of the law? What about the spirit of the law? Is there one more verse? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. They asked him, is it in the regulations? And he said, it's the right thing to do. They both asked, they both used the word lawful, but they were saying different things. So, not blind rule following the true intent of the Sabbath. It wasn't supposed to bind us and constrict us. It was supposed to set us free. It was supposed to be a plus, not a minus. Not take away from our life. It was supposed to serve us, not master us. And say, oh, too bad you can't do that. You know, someone's sprained their ankle on the bike path. Sorry, mate. Sabbath. Someone's broken down, got a, you know, flat tire. Sorry, mate. like to help you, but it's the Sabbath. This is how ridiculous they were. And Jesus was going, wow, love other people. Seems like you can't do that when you're doing that with the Sabbath. You're kind of misusing it. So he was just like, he got really cranky with them. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it is, it is okay to help people and love people on the Sabbath. Awesome. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, if you come to Jesus, he's going to give you rest. You know, and it's, it's, it's just well recognized, not just in sport, but in the business world, that, you know, you can maximize productivity by giving people a rest, by giving people some recreation. That creativity starts to flow. Um, Jesus actually tells his disciple to withdraw from the crowds at one point. Come away here, we're just going to chill. Just going to chillax. 
pray, hang out together and eat. Some people would have condemned Jesus for that. How dare you? Look, there are thousands more people that need to be healed. But he understood something. He understood something. And it's really hard when your work is people. To say, all right, I'm going to withdraw from the work. That means pulling back from people. But I need to do this. If you're a nurse, if you're a carer, if you're a counsellor, if you're a pastor, if you're a teacher, if you're a... And the list goes on. You know, it's really hard to do. You feel like the guilt starts to get you. But don't worry. You need Sabbath just like everybody else. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.